0: hallelujah, amen, well I've got to preach somehow today, I've got to to preach, I was up late, late last night, in fact it was so late, I told my wife when I got up this morning I said I I hope when I look at my notes this morning it doesn't look like Chinese, There's no telling what I scribbled down, Uh, it was I I want to say 2 or 2.30 this morning before I got to bed and, um but I have a burden on my heart today and uh, to the members of the truth church you know that I I have tried in each of the daily podcasts to to preach to not really preach but to encourage you and and to give you a message of hope and uh, try to lift your faith a little bit and uh, and generally on Sunday morning it's it's a time of Bible teaching and we go into the scripture and we break it down and I take my time but the last few weeks I've just I've just felt something different and again today um I really feel a burden for somebody today I have no idea there's no way I can know who's listening um I think our statistics showed that there were, um, I don't remember now, but I think it was well over 400 people that at some point had been a part of our service. And um, so I don't even know, I don't know who all is listening today. But I really feel a burden for somebody today. And I'm asking the members of Truth Church, would you you just pray for your pastor today and help me to deliver a burden for somebody in particular? These are such troublesome times, and yet I'm convinced that God is going to work this for His good. I'm convinced God is not shocked God's not scrambling around trying to figure out what he's going to do now. God's already got a plan. And he's working it. He's working it. And and I believe that in the midst of everything that's going on, God is dealing with some hearts. God is dealing with some people. And so I'm not coming today with any great, Revelation, I'm not coming today with any in-depth Bible study. I'm coming with a very simple, straightforward message to try to reach somebody. And I am asking for the help and the prayers of the saints. And, And can we let this service and these next few moments... Be geared for somebody who really needs a touch from God right now. Hallelujah. Uh, those of you that are here, I'm, I'm asking you to, to back me and help me to deliver this burden today. Um, may not be as exciting, thrilling as some of the messages we've heard of late but I believe it's necessary and I believe if the Holy Ghost can have his way, somebody's life is going to be changed somewhere because of this service today. I just believe that. I believe God ordained this day. I I believe God has ordained this day to reach a heart that is hurting and hungry. Hallelujah. And so I'm asking you help me today. Help me today. Feel the burden of my heart and preach with me. Amen. And uh, those of you at home, again, some amens coming in. will just encourage me to know that you're there and you're listening and you're with me. And, um, that really does make a difference it, it really does make a difference you, you don't know how much it helps so let's turn to the book of Luke chapter 15 Luke chapter 15 verse number 11 Luke 15 verse 11 familiar story Familiar parable that Jesus gives. Luke chapter 15 and verse number 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them His living. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And When he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish? with hunger I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him father i have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son make me as one of thy hired servants and I could keep reading but we'll stop here for the moment i'm going to i'm going to preach for just a few moments today a burden that i really felt like the lord spoke to me yesterday morning a familiar phrase just a familiar phrase And when that phrase came to my heart and my mind, I knew exactly the passage of scripture. I knew the direction of today's service. I want to preach to you for just a few minutes today from this thought, it's time to come home. It's time to come home. Would you uh, put your Bibles down? Let's pray together right now, everybody. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus. God of heaven, I come before you humbly right now, knowing, God, I can't do this through my own intellect. God, my vocabulary is not sufficient to reach the hearts of men and women God, I believe you put this on my heart today. God, I want to be obedient to the voice of the Holy Ghost. And I'm asking you, God, that you would speak to some heart. God, that you would reach into some home, some room here today. God, and let them hear the call from heaven that it's time to come home. Help me to convey what's on my heart today, God. Grant me an anointing and an unction. I pray. We thank you now, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. Let's worship Him for just a moment more, everybody. Let's worship the Lord. Let's worship the Lord. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah! 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 Praise God, praise God, amen, 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 hallelujah, you may be seated, and uh, again, that's, I know some of you are seated at home and listening, but those that are gathered here, the few that are here today uh, in the sanctuary, that's for their benefit, amen. Uh, In Luke chapter 15, as many of you are well aware, Jesus told Three separate parables that all dealt with lost things. He spoke first of a lost sheep and then a lost coin. And the story that we began reading here this morning was of a lost son. I'm going to tell you as I thought about these three lost things, It is my opinion, Brother Nelson, that of these three stories of something or someone being lost, I would have to say this is the saddest of the three stories. Not that I wouldn't care about a sheep or a coin, but I want you to think about something in literal terms right now. The sheep that ends up lost gets that way through error. You know, he, he, he makes a mistake. He's grazing. He's, he's not paying attention to the rest of the flock. And, and, and they move on without him. Or perhaps he got a little close to uh, uh, the edge of a cliff or a crevice and, and, and stumbled and ended up there. And, and the flock moved on without him. There was some error that took place uh, for that sheep to be lost um then uh there was the coin and 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 let's face it when it comes to a coin again in a literal sense that coin doesn't know that it's lost it doesn't have any cognizance it doesn't have any awareness it doesn't know that it is lost and and it is lost because uh, of most likely some Accident or some carelessness, that somebody dropped it and didn't realize, or they put it somewhere and forgot about it, and, and, and time and chance took place, and, and the next thing they know, the coin is no longer there. But with the case of the sun, this was not an error. It was not uh, carelessness. It was not an accident. That caused this son to be lost. The reason I say I believe this is the, uh, the saddest of all of these stories is because this son was lost because of a direct decision to get up and walk away from his father's house. He made that willing decision to leave. Something had happened while he was at home. He grew discontent at his father's house. Maybe he thought daddy was just a little too strict. Maybe he thought the grass was greener. Maybe he got word, Brother Jerry, that, that things were great in this country. He was going to and he could have a whole lot better life if he'd just move on down the road somewhere I don't know what got into his mind but this much I know he wasn't lost because of anybody else but he made a decision to get up and walk away he made a decision to pack his bags and leave his father's house Now, while this is indeed a sad story, the fact of the matter is there was a time of enjoyment that this lost son uh, was able to participate in, a period in which it appeared that everything was going his way. Luke chapter 15 and verse 13, read for me.
1: And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance. And there he wasted his substance.
0: With righteous living. With riotous living. Now this word riotous is, is a compound Greek word. It is made up, first of all, of a negative particle. Uh, t- to explain that to you, it's, it's kind of like the, the prefix U-N, un, that we use in the English. You say somebody is unhappy. That, that prefix, that negative particle, uh, takes away from whatever word it's added to to show the opposite effect is taking place. And, and you, in, in this word, riotous, you take that negative particle in the Greek and, and it's added to a word that comes from the Greek word for Save. So, so what literally is being said here is that he he wasted his substance with unsaved, uh, or another way to say it would be uh, without saving anything. There was no restraint. There was no restriction. His father was a very wealthy man. And when he had gotten his inheritance, he had no limits. He could buy what he wanted to buy. He could go where he wanted to go. He could do what he wanted to do. And I'm going to tell you, that is the dream of many, many people in the world today. In fact, that would be their definition of a perfect life. I've got all the money I want. I've got all the money I need. I don't have to ask anybody for anything. I don't have to sit around and dream about the things that I don't possess. Because if I want it, I'll just go buy it. In fact, if I'm lonely, I can probably buy a few friends. I can get a few people to come and enjoy our little parties together. I don't have to worry about anything. Hallelujah. Somebody help me preach this morning. Amen. I, I'm telling you, he was enjoying a, a time of unbridled pleasure. Yes. But what we've got to realize is, as is the case with any sinful pleasure, it is only seasonal. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 25 Says this, choosing rather
1: to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures than of to sin enjoy the
0: pleasures of sin. There are pleasures, there are pleasures in sin, there are pleasures in sin. But listen to what the apostle said: the pleasures of sin
1: are for a season. For
0: a season. Listen to me, my friend. Hey, amen. You're you're tuned in to this broadcast. I want to tell you, God is tuned in to you. God knows right where you're at. God sent a preacher, hey, amen, to come and tell you today. You may have enjoyed your time of unbridled pleasure, but it only lasts for a season. Just like winter, one day it's going to be over. Hey, amen. Just like summer, one day the fall is going going to come I'm telling you the pleasures of sin do not last forever there is an expiration date on the pleasure that sin brings amen it's only temporary it will come to an end and this lost son's seasonal pleasure not only came to an end but his entire world came crashing down around him. Read verse 14. This is Luke chapter 15, verse 14. And when he had spent all. When he had spent all. Now, I want you to watch this. I've never seen this. i would never noticed. I've preached about the prodigal son I don't know how many times. In, in, in the... the Forty plus, none of your business years I've been preaching, and I, I'm, I'm telling you, I've never really noticed this. But when he had spent all, so now he's he's run out of money. Uh, everything his daddy gave him is gone. Uh-huh but under normal circumstances when you run out of money you just go find a job somewhere you just you know you 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 can go do something you can you you can find some way to try to make a living but something else happened at the very same time that he ran out of money read
1: there arose a mighty famine there arose a mighty famine in in that land, in that land.
0: And he began to be in one. Here's what I'm telling you I've never seen. Amen. I didn't notice this. Amen. That at the very moment, the Bible says, when he had spit all, there arose. It was at that moment that he lost everything he had, that all of a sudden it wasn't just him, but the whole world was crashing down around. Amen. The whole world was crashing down around him. Hallelujah. As, as he lost everything he had, he looked around and the world had lost everything they had. Suddenly there was a famine. Suddenly nobody, amen. Suddenly nobody could, could help him. Nobody could do anything to try to resolve the problem because everybody was in a time of crisis. Hallelujah. Amen. The very moment. You know, the statement, when it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours. Could not be uh, any more true for anybody than what it was for this this particular uh, young man. Uh, Amen. Because here he was. He'd lost it all. Now, let me tell you something. Famine. Famine happens as a result he man of some natural disaster famine happens because crops fail Crops failed because of a drought. There was something going on. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Without even realizing it, amen, I believe Jesus was trying to put an underlying principle that there was something bigger going on in this young man's life. Amen. It wasn't coincidence. It was perfect timing. God had his eye on that young prodigal. God saw and knew exactly right at the moment when everything else was gone God said I'm going to keep on pulling the rug out from under you because I'm trying to get you somewhere I'm trying to make an appeal to your heart
1: Yes, yes,
0: oh hallelujah on, hallelujah I don't believe it was a coincidence that at the very same moment that he spent his last dollar famine spread across that country In that land, the Bible says, in that land, the land where he'd heard everything was so good, the land where he had been told that he could go and really party, in that land, there was a mighty famine. Not just a famine, but a mighty famine at the very time when everything else was spent His world dried up. And the Bible says he began to be in want. That phrase literally means he became destitute. He became destitute. Almost overnight, this son went from having everything his heart desired to having nothing at all, including the things that he really needed. Brother Nelson, you said it this morning, what a time we live in when one day everything's going fine and the next day you can't even leave your house and the next day you can't even get inside the grocery store. Who knows what tomorrow's going to hold and I'm not here to preach doom and gloom, but I am going to tell you this, it's not a coincidence. It's not an accident that this is happening right at this moment. I feel this in the Holy Ghost I'm going to tell you we can blame the devil Oh we want to blame him And I don't care, blame him for everything But I do believe that in charge of it all Is still the God of this universe And he knows And he's been looking at some prodigals He's been watching some prodigals And he knows You've spent your last dollar You've gone to that place Where nothing satisfies And now God sends crisis Hallelujah. It's not an accident. It's not a coincidence. Come on now. There's a reason we are in this condition. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now, as is often the case, this young man thought he was smart enough he could fix the problem on his own. He thought he knew what he could do to take care of the situation. You know, that's, that's kind of human nature. We're, we're, we're going to fix it. Especially, and I know this may not be politically correct, but it's still fact, especially men that are really men. There's just something about it that if we, if we see it and it's broken, we're going to try to figure out how to fix it. We're, we're, we're going to do something. We may not read the instruction manual. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We, we <laughs> but we're going to try to figure out a way to fix what's broken. Right. Amen. Amen duct tape and wd-40 we're going to get it going Uh, it's 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 going to work by the time we get through with it this this young man was no different he was no different he decided i'm going to find a way to deal with this crisis i'm going to find a way that i can fix my situation and he began to look around but remember all of that land was in a mighty famine Most of the economy at that time revolved around farming and produce. And so when that's gone, everything's in trouble. Every other form of of income begins to suffer at exactly that same time. It's a domino effect. Here he was. He had to do something. Now listen, Jesus was a Jew, and he was telling this parable to Jews. So you can believe that when he told about this lost son, he he intended for them to understand this was not a gentile boy, this was a Jewish boy. Come on now. Yep. Yep, yep. I, I can I can guarantee you. That in the mind of Jesus and in the mind of his hearers, they all knew this was a Jewish boy. So he's going to find work. He's going to find a way to pull himself up by his bootstraps. He's going to find a way to fix his dilemma. Right. Yes. But it wasn't as easy as he thought. Mm-hmm. And as is usually the case When nothing else works, folks are willing to make some compromises. Folks are willing to do whatever they got to do to try to make ends meet. And here was a Jewish boy, and the only work he could find was not something a Jew would want to be doing. Verse 15, read for me. And he
1: went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. To feed
0: swine. There was no lower job that a man could take as a Jew. They weren't supposed to eat swine. They weren't even supposed to touch swine. They weren't to be around swine because pigs are unclean. But here was a boy that was desperate enough. That he was willing to do whatever it took to try to survive. And he went and made an unholy alliance with somebody. Most likely not a Jew, but maybe a Jew. I don't know. But whoever it was, he meant he made an alliance. He went and joined himself. He said, if you'll just provide for me, I'll help you. I'll work for you. I- I- I'm just about to starve. i got to have help. Right. And so he tried it his own way. But it didn't work. Read verse 16, Luke 15 and 16.
1: And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat.
0: Yeah, listen, listen. He not only had reached a place of destitution. He has now reached a place of absolute desperation. He would fain have filled his belly. The word fain means to lust after. This man was lusting after pig slop That's how hungry he was Now I'm telling you he had a job But obviously the man that employed him Wasn't taking very good care of him The man that employed him Didn't have a whole lot to offer If he would get in there with the pigs And desire to eat what he was feeding them He reached a place Where he was absolutely at the bottom And I'm preaching again I want you to understand my friend Amen. man it was not by accident This was not a coincidence God was directing this story just like he's directing yours and I'm telling you if God has got to send you to the pig pen he'll send you where he's got to send you but it's not out of hatred and it's not out of anger and I'll prove that before the story's over but listen to me you're not where you are right now amen by any coincidence but God has brought things together as they are because he's got his eyes on you hallelujah hallelujah He would fain, he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. And no man, no man gave unto him. How could they? Everybody else is sitting at home with shortages. Everybody else is being sequestered. Everybody else is locked away with their stay-at-home orders. Because of the famine that's in the land. How can they help him? They're trying to keep their own heads above water. They're trying to provide for their own families. This boy was a stranger. This boy was a foreigner. They didn't care about him. They weren't concerned about him. They had bigger concerns. And so they couldn't help him. He reached a place, amen, that he was lusting after pig slop. And nobody was around to help him right, right, right. Oh, yeah. now it 's at this point, for the first time in this parable that there 's a ray of hope, and it comes at the very darkest moment. Read verse seventeen, and when he came and to when himself, he came to Himself. Hold that right there for just a minute. When he came to himself when he was at his very lowest when he had spent all of his money when the entire country was in a famine, when he was lusting after the food that the pigs ate when nobody else would help him he finally came to himself, one commentator said that this term he came to himself was a term commonly used to refer to deranged men, men that were out of their mind men that had gone insane but one day something happened uh, amen with them psychologically that they wake up and realize, uh, oh, I don't want to live this way. I don't want to be like this. I'm not happy in this condition. Uh, amen. A deranged man uh, who finally comes to his senses. Listen to me. This is what happens when you give yourself over to sin. Before you know it, your heart is filled with madness. Listen to Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 3.
1: There is evil among all things yes. that are done under the sun, mm-hmm. that there is one event unto all. Yes. Yea, also the heart of the son of men is full of evil, Yes. and madness is in their heart while they live, Right. and after that, they go to the dead.
0: Yes, madness is in their heart while they live. Madness. Madness. I'm going to tell you something, friend. If you haven't realized it yet, you hear this preacher today. Sin will always take you farther than you ever desired to go. When you jump on that train of sin, it's going to take you to locations you never imagined that you'd end up. Oh, I'm telling you, madness fills your heart. But thank God for the day that this young man fell off of that train and came to himself. Amen. He got a hold of his mind. He straightened out his thinking. Amen. Something happened. Yes. And when he came to himself,
1: what did he say? He said, How he many said, hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? Yeah,
0: yeah you know, the things that had driven him away from daddy's house. Daddy's too strict. Daddy's got too many rules. Daddy expects too much out of me. Daddy tells me to get up in the morning, make my bed do my chores. Daddy's got all these requirements. He's not thinking that way now. He's not looking at things that way now. All of a sudden, his perspective has changed. And he said, you know what I remember? I remember my daddy. I'm serving a man now. I'm working for a man now who's not even giving me the quality of food. He's given the pigs. That's how bad I'm being taken care of. But I remember my daddy. I remember my father. I know what he did for his servants. So, amen. I know the way he took care of those that worked for him. And so what did he say? Verses 18 and 19. I will arise. I'm going to arise. Go to my father. I'm going to arise. And I'm going home. I'm going home. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. I've been long enough in this country. I've been long enough. Oh, I feel a burden yeah. today. I've been long enough in this situation. I've lived, amen, in uh, long enough uh, it's time to go home I'm going to my father and I'm going to say father I I, have sinned against heaven heaven, and before thee and before you and am no more worthy to be called thy son I'm not worthy for you to call me a son I'm not here asking you to bring me back into the family I don't deserve that. You're a good man. You've got a good name. I brought shame to that name. I'm not asking you to put me back in your household, daddy. I'm just asking a favor of you. Amen. I'm not worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Just find me a place out in the servants' quarters. Just find me a uniform somewhere. I'll do anything. I'm ready. I'm sorry for what I've become and what I've made of my life. I've made such a mess, Dad. I've done such terrible things. But if you'll just hire me as a servant, I'll gladly serve you. You won't have to worry about me leaving again. You won't have to worry about me walking away again. You won't have to worry... That I'm going to get up and start demanding things again. If you'll just hire me, Dad, as a servant, I'll be happy to serve you in any way because I understand now that you're a generous man. You're a loving man. Yes, you may have some demands. Yes, you may have some requirements. But you've been gracious and you've been kind. And you've been compassionate and merciful. And I know you treat your servants better than the way I've been treated out in the world. I'm not worthy to be called your son. Just hire me on as a hired hand. Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, when that boy got home... The story did not unfold as he had planned it out. I imagine, Brother Nelson, that all the way home, he was rehearsing the words. He was expecting the anger of his father. He was expecting to stare into those steely eyes that no doubt, as any dad had done, man had reprimanded him so many times, had stood firm so many times and this boy was expecting when he got home to catch the wrath of his father and he was just going to plead for mercy. Just just give me a job. That's all I wanted. I know I'm not worthy to be your son but just give me a job. Amen. Verse twenty. And he said and he arose, he arose and came to his father came to his father Ah, oh, but when he but was yet a great way off yet a great way off his father saw his him father saw and him had compassion and, and had <laughs> compassion not anger <laughs> not wrath amen he Passion and what did he do? And ran. He ran. I can only imagine what this boy is thinking oh. when he looks up that dusty road and dad is running his direction. He's thinking, Man, I'm in for it now. I'm in so much trouble. God, uh, somebody's gonna have to help me because dad's angry. He's running towards me. I've made a mess of everything. I am trembling in his heart he's scared but listen something happened yes dad was running his way but he wasn't running out of anger he wasn't running yes, out yes, of yes. wrath but it says amen that he ran and and, and fell, and on, fell, his fell neck. on his neck and kissed and him, kissed him. Hey. all of a sudden amen the picture changes yes. daddy wasn't angry daddy was just glad <laughs> that his boy had finally come home <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. He didn't have to come crawling back. He didn't have to get down on his hands and knees and beg. But his dad saw him from a long way off. You know what that says to me? I believe dad had been out there many days. Many early mornings looking down that road. Many late nights he couldn't sleep. He's walking around the front of that house looking down that pathway. I wonder where my son is. I wish he'd come home. I wish he'd come back. And when he finally saw his boy, there was no anger. There was no wrath. Dad was so thrilled. He ran and hugged him and kissed him. Yes, hallelujah. The son tried. He tried to apologize. He had his speech rehearsed. He'd already said in his mind, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to tell my dad, I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Just make me as one of thy hired servants. Now that was his rehearsed speech. I've sinned against heaven. I've sinned before thee. I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. He's got his speech already. And and, and and listen, this is all he gets out. Luke fifteen twenty-one.
1: And the son, the son said, said unto him, Father, Father, I have sinned against, sin against heaven. heaven. And in
0: thy sight, in sight and am no, and more, no worthy more worthy to be called thy son. Now look, he had more to say after that. Because the next line was going to be, just make me as one of your servants. But before he could get that line out, there was another voice that was already speaking. Read verse 22. But the father, but the father, said, father said to the father his interrupted servants. interrupted him right there. Woo! The father stopped him mid-speech right. and called to his servants. Yeah. And he said, well, but bring forth the best robe. Bring, not bring forth a uniform. And put not it on him. There and look in the servants' quarters and see if you can find a bed <laughs> for this scum. I'm telling you, that's not what the Father yes, said. Yes. He called his servants. He yes. said, You. what did he say in verse 24? Now, remember, remember, the rehearsed speech was, I'm no longer worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. That's the rehearsed speech. And he gets as far as I'm no more worthy to be called your son. When the father turns to the servants Mm. and said, Go get the best that we've got. Verse 23,
1: he said, and bring hither the fatted calf bring the fatted calf and kill it, kill it? And let us eat and and be merry.
0: Let's throw a party. Let's have a party. But then I like what the next verse says. For this my son was dead. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The last words that this boy spoke were, I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. The father didn't even respond to him. He just turned to the servants. And this is what he said. Not this my servant, but this my son. son. Amen. Amen. was dead. He's alive again. He was lost, but he's found. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody here, amen. I'm telling you, there was something in the heart of the father, amen. The son wasn't the only one that'd been thinking it's time to go home, amen. But the father, he didn't know where his son was. He didn't know how to find him. But I'm telling you, I believe he stood, amen, in the front porch of that house and called every morning and every evening, come home, come home, ye who are weary, come on boy if you'll just come back I'll take you in I'll forgive you oh hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah! praise God praise God now in my opening remarks I stated that the story of the lost son was in my opinion the saddest of the three parables that are found in Luke 15. But let me now say that at the same time, I also think it's the happiest of the three parables. You see, a sheep... I know animals have a level of comprehension, but not that equated with human beings. Amen. That sheep may have been glad to see its shepherd, but it didn't feel like this son felt. That coin didn't know it was lost, didn't know it had been found. It had no idea what was going on, but you hear me, that boy knew exactly what had transpired in that moment. That boy understood fully, Amen. just how much mercy had been shown to him, how much grace had been extended unto him oh I'm preaching to somebody right now I feel it in my spirit I'm here to tell you amen it's time for you to come home it's time God has orchestrated events in your life to bring you to this very moment on this Sunday morning April the 5th of 2020 God orchestrated things in your life to bring you to this point in time and there is a voice That is crying from heaven. Come home. Come home. Come on home. How long are you going to live in that old pig pen? How long are you going to wish you had the pig slop to eat? How long are you going to sleep in the barn with the animals when I've got a good bed waiting on you? I've got a warm meal sitting on the table I've got the finest clothes I'm just waiting for you to come home I don't know what you've gone through friend as I said I don't even know who all is listening to this message right now or who might hear it later after it's recorded and uploaded to the internet I don't know but I don't believe it's an accident that you're listening to this message I don't believe it's a coincidence that this is the one you clicked on today I don't believe amen that this amen has just happened by chance but I'm telling you there's a father in heaven that's making an appeal it is the will of God it is the timing of God you've got to come home it's time to come home world is in a crisis and we don't know what news will break tomorrow we don't know what's going to happen next week but this much I know it's a whole lot better in daddy's house let the famine rage out there but in daddy's house I've got everything I need In daddy's house. I've got everything my soul longs for. I'd rather be here in daddy's house. In this time of crisis. Than to be in the pig pen trying to fend for myself. I don't believe... It's a coincidence. Just like it wasn't a coincidence that the famine hit at the very moment that boy spit all of his inheritance. It's not a coincidence that we are in this pandemic right now. I'm telling you, God has been ordering the steps of some folks that are listening to this message. God's been getting you to the place that you would wake up on this Sunday morning and come to yourself and say, you know, it really was better. It really was better. In my daddy's house. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Saints of God, would you help me pray right now? Those of you that are listening at home, would you pray right now? I don't know where. I don't know where they are, but I know what I feel in my spirit right now. God's calling someone. It's time to come home. It's time to come home. You've spent your last night with the pigs. It's time to come home. There is an altar waiting for you. Wherever you're at right now, turn your living room into an altar of prayer. Seek the face of God. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to have mercy upon you. I'm going to tell you the minute you start to kneel, listen to this preacher right now. I'm going to tell you the minute you start to kneel, daddy's going to come running. father is going to come running to right where you are he's going to be calling out to the angels bring the best rope, kill the fatted cat my son was dead but he's alive he was lost but now he's found oh, 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 oh. repent of your sins ask God to forgive you ask God to have mercy on you and he will God is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance repent of your sins when you've asked God to forgive you lift your hands it's a sign of surrender surrender Lift your hands to God where you're at and begin to worship him. Begin to to praise him. If you've truly repented and you begin praising him in faith, I'm telling you, his spirit will come down and envelop you. He wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. The presence of God wants to dwell inside of you to give you the power that you need and when you are filled with the Holy Ghost the Bible says you'll begin to speak in a language that you don't understand don't worry about what it sounds like don't worry about the words coming out of your mouth just let the Holy Ghost talk through you it is that ring on your hand it is that symbol of sonship that comes back And if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, you got to do that. The Bible says it's for the remission of your sins. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to somebody. I'm reaching for somebody. Oh, let's pray. Let's talk to God. Let's talk to God. (laughs) Oh, let's talk to God. Let's talk to
1: God.